You're listening to the Health Powered Productivity Podcast by RaiderCo. I'm Marcy Raider, founder and chief productivity lead. This podcast's mission is to give you and your team bite-sized, time-saving, focus-boosting, health-improving tips that you can implement right away. Now, on with the show. Evening routines are essential for quality sleep, but as adults, we tend to overlook how critical they are to wind down and get the rest we need. Think about how you are with your children or when you were a kid. Your routine may have been very structured or long. I'm not saying make your routine eat up half your night or be inflexible, but having a routine can tell your body it's time. And at what point did you decide it wasn't necessary? Sleep is one of the first things I work on with my clients. In my 20s and 30s, I was a terrible sleeper. I traveled almost 48 weeks a year and was in a different bed several times a week. I overtrained and overraced in ultra endurance competitions, wrecking my hormones and sacrificing sleep for an early morning workout. To manage my Hashimoto's disease and counteract accelerated aging, I decided when I hit 40 to focus on sleep. It resulted in a massive shift in how I recovered physically and mentally. If you wanna know about the products I use for sleep, listen to podcast episode 60. I won't be covering those here. This episode is all about routines. Bedtime routines tell your brain it's time to wind down. It gets you out of work or problem solving mode and allows your brain the time to rest and relax, dream and recharge for the next day. I recommend Matthew Walker's book, Why We Sleep to learn more about sleep science and the power of when by Dr. Michael Bruce. Both fascinated me and helped me change my nightly routine. I'll concentrate on what I do in the last hour, hour and a half before bed. Your routine will be different. I'm only sharing mine to give you ideas on how you can prioritize and plan yours. I go to bed between 9 or 9.30 during the week. On weekends, unless I'm at a show or performance or with friends, I still go to bed by 10 or 10.30. I try to go to bed about the same time most nights because that really matters to our bodies. I may watch a show on TV a couple of times during the week for about an hour. On the weekends, my husband and I definitely like to watch movies. But regardless, I wear my Zenny Blu-ray blocking glasses to keep the harsh light from tricking my body into thinking it's daytime and suppressing my melatonin. So at 8 o'clock, the glasses automatically come on. Other nights, I'll do a crossword puzzle, read, or just hang out and talk to my husband for 30 to 60 minutes before heading to the bedroom. He doesn't get home until about 8 p.m., so I'd rather talk to him than watch a show. And yes, the crossword puzzle is with a pen and real paper and not an, um, a crossword puzzle app or online. Sometimes I'll take a theanine supplement, but I always drink natural calm mixed with kombucha at dinner. Magnesium is good in the evening, but also it's more just my routine and triggers me to think wind down. Most nights I have some type of snack around 730 or 8. I'll have about 100 to 200 calories because otherwise I have a tendency to wake up hungry in the middle of the night and not be able to get back to sleep. And it's not worth it for me to lay there for an hour or two at night and be hungry or not be able to do a really good fasted workout in the morning. So I will have a little bit of a, like little of snack focusing on protein and fat, 
And typically cottage cheese um, or cheese, olives, and walnuts, or a little bit of protein powder or collagen mixed with almond butter and hot water to make like a pudding. Um, none of those spikes my blood sugar. I love spicy foods, but I try to limit those at dinner and get my hot sauce fix at breakfast or lunch. I also stop drinking caffeine by one or two, and I don't drink alcohol, so I don't have an issue with it disrupting my sleep in the middle of the night when it wears off. We keep the lights down pretty low in the evenings, and they automatically adjust to a calming blue hue around 8 p.m. They are smart lights. While I would love to completely put my phone away in the evenings, I do wait until my husband gets home in case he needs me. So around 7.30 or 8, I'll check the weather for the next day. I review my aura ring data, and I decide which daily burn or cross rope workout I'll do in the morning. At 8 p.m., my phone screen automatically darkens, so when I pick it up, it's not bright in my eyes. And screen time also begins then, which limits my ability to get to certain apps. An hour before bed, I put my Apollo Neuro on the relax and wind down mode for 60 minutes. And if you want to learn more about the Apollo Neuro, um, there's a link in the show notes, but also you can listen to episode 60. I turn on my lavender oil diffuser and get in bed, which has a preset temperature thanks to my eight sleep mattress cover. I love that A sleep. You can learn more about it in episode 60, but I'll tell you if you and your bed partner have different temperature requirements, it will just save your marriage or your partnership, I'm telling you. Um, I then set my Apollo Neuro to sleep mode for an hour. And by setting it to sleep mode, if I you know wake up in the middle of the night, I can just tap, you know, press those two buttons again and it will go into sleep mode again. Uh, I plug in my phone and I turn it to airplane mode. I never have my phone on while I'm sleeping. Sometimes I'll read a little bit of a book that isn't too stimulating. I'm often fiction or a novel, but definitely not a business book or a personal development book because it will spark too many ideas. And I use an Amazon Kindle Paperwhite because it doesn't have the Blu-ray effects that say a Kindle Fire or an iPad would have. Also, it really, um, it, it's not fun to scroll. Well, you, not scroll, but um, surf. The, you can't surf online with the Kindle Paperwhite. You can buy books from Amazon and even that isn't, um, I don't even like doing that from the Paperwhite. So it just eliminates that, um, you know, you get that squirrel thought and you want to go off and open up a tab or something if you have an iPad. Um, the Paperwhite is just like having a book. Occasionally, I'll listen to a sleep meditation on Calm um, or the Aura Ring app or the Eight Sleep app. But that's it. And, you know, I really encourage you to check out the episode on the products that are critical to my sleep routine. But think about what you're doing in the last hour before bed. Is it something stimulating that keeps you up thinking? Are you looking at email or doom scrolling or looking at what's new on Pinterest? Studies show that none of these help you relax and can even be detrimental to your sleep. And yes, of course, I, you know, I did not mention sexy time bed business, but of course that gets fit in there too. Prioritize sleep. The quality of your next day depends on the quality of your sleep. Thank you for listening to the Raider Co. Health Powered Productivity Podcast. 
Resources mentioned are linked in the show notes. We encourage you to check out our recommendations page on helloradarco.com forward slash recommendations, where we list all of our favorite products and services. If you found this podcast valuable, please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with someone you know that could benefit. Many of our listeners use our podcasts as discussion points for team meetings. If you want tailored team training or coaching, reach us at helloradarco.com.